Hi, this is Ashley Winchester. I am sitting here with my significant other and uh, best friend, Jason Hardrath, and we're talking about a whole bunch of things. Um, FKTs, life. Jason? Yeah, I'm excited to be here as well uh, with my partner, Ashley. Um, we've spent quite a bit of time chasing FKTs separately together and a few as a mixed gender team. And so it'll be kind of fun to chat about that and what it's like to sort of live the uh, van life on the road, chasing these epic routes. Well, you two did a fantastic job. Welcome to the Fastest Known Podcast. What a great community we have here. The world is opening back up again, but these two have been going full gas all along. We're going to get into that in a minute, but you just heard from Ashley Winchester and Jason Hardrath. And 15 seconds prior, I asked them to introduce themselves and they just did it on the fly, no rehearsal. So that's how these two roll. Good job, you two. Thanks. It's like being called on by the teacher in class. <laughs> kind of. well, you, must have, you must have done good in school. It's like being called on by the teacher when you've been napping in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh... Uh... Well, Jason, you actually are a teacher and you had some semi-time off remote learning, obviously, during the pandemic. And so you've been getting out after it. And actually, you've had a wide variety of interests there. But actually, you have now kind of stepping it up a little bit. You now have your own podcast. You have a blog, a freelance writer. So you've kind of following your dreams, if I could put it that way. Is that a correct way to phrase it? That is probably the perfect way to phrase it. I um, quit my full-time job as a veterinary nurse um, last August um, to pursue freelance writing full-time. And then in our adventures, the, the freelance writing actually opened up a lot of time for me. And so I've been able to kind of go on more adventures. And in doing that, I discovered this kind of desire to um, bring women together and tell stories. So I started my podcast um, called Women of the Wild. Nice. Excellent. And that will be on the sh written show notes. So Folks, there'll be a link to Ashley's podcast. Just follow that in the written show notes. And Jason, you've been doing things for quite some time. A little background for you is that you were a tri guy, did you know Ironman, and you had a two fifty marathon under your belt. But then you discovered FKTs, and wow, you just kind of took off there. This you found your stride with FKTs, didn't you? Uh, you could say that, yeah. I mean, there was a a little, and I've mentioned this and. I think maybe in our last podcast, it might have come up a little bit, but there was a, a car accident that served as kind of a an intermission, sort of put a period on the end of that Ironman focus um, and sort of opened up the world of mountaineering to me. And I, that's where I built the skills that sort of allowed me to take on more of these efforts that involve either mountaineering or rock climbing skills. Um, so those are the ones that are really my passion. Nice. And Ashley, you mentioned that you weren't a strong runner. You always liked being outside, you liked to hike and doing things like that. You got into running, went to um, ultras. But would it be fair to say when you met Jason, that's when the FKTs started happening? Um, I mean, after we met, I think um, Jason kind of started pursuing the FKTs and FKTs, were always on my radar, but they were always the, the, that thing that was like, 
I'm never going to be able to do that. Like they're so out of my league because, you know, everybody's heard about the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, you know, John Muir trail. Those are the FKTs that I was aware of. And it wasn't until Jason started pursuing them that I started, that I kind of realized that they're sort of everywhere and they're absolutely available to me because I don't consider myself a, a fast runner. I do consider myself a strong runner, but I'm not a fast runner. Um, so, you know, there's definitely a lot of FKTs that are um, not available to me, but yeah, it was, it was Jason pursuing them that kind of opened my eyes to them. Nice. Well, I'll give folks the update <laughs> and the overall list here, which is in terms of number of uh, FKTs and listeners can go onto the homepage and click on athletes at the top menu bar. And you'll see the list right there. Ashley, you have done 20 FKTs on our site, which puts you the number three woman and the number 10 overall. And I noticed that the other ladies, Marcy Beard mm -hmm. and Shona Evans, no, you know, with all due respect to them, I do not think they would describe themselves as, you know, pro runners, uh, obviously strong runners. And so I think the FKT world opens up for a lot of folks. And then uh, Jason, of course, I think you were actually working at this. You have moved to the number one on the list of number of FKTs. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's a silly plan that I knew would lead to me trying a lot of really awesome routes and really beautiful places. And I'm like, okay, let's play the numbers game because at the end of the numbers game, I get to have had all these amazing experiences and these memories and who knows, maybe something to write about if I decide to write. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think having the most was sort of a stepping stone thought. Um, but I, I would like to get to 100. I would like to have 100. I don't know. It's that silly big round number. Um, so I guess I'm going to keep chasing them. I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, just uh, for, for clue folks in. 61 for you, that's quite a bit. Ben Nephew, 60, and the third person is 29. So it's kind of you and Ben. You're in a class by yourselves. And I also should note that they're, I mean, it's fun. Like you said, it's a way to set a goal and to get out there and do new interesting things. But I should note that there's no reward for having the most number of FKTs. So everyone has their None. own meaning. Yeah. Yeah. None whatsoever. It's all just about getting out and experiencing stuff. Right. Good, good clarity <laughs> yeah. on that. And it's kind of interesting because every route is not an FKT. So one could just say, well, I'm just going to go out and, you know, I'll get to a hundred by the end of the month. That'd be kind of easy. Not actually. And so it's a very subjective process, isn't it? In that you, you do something you think is notable and clever and interesting to other people, and then you submit it. And occasionally, Peter or I, who process this data, might not allow it. I know I kind of hate to be the breaker of someone's dreams, but we want it to be a very high quality site. So not everything becomes an FKT route. I, I always come back to the thing that uh... Peter said to me, like when I was still a complete beginner at this, I, I think I'd submitted like one FKT route at that point, the crater Lake, um, seven high points route. Um, and he said, FKTs are like art, you know, it when you see it and you know it when you don't. And right. that stuck with me. And so anytime I go to 
to craft an OKT and only known time where I'm going to be the first person who's like done the research and seen if anybody's done it faster. I always sort of go, okay, is this a big enough deal that either someone regionally would travel to come do it or someone even nationally or internationally would bother to travel to come do it? Because um, if it doesn't have that kind of draw, then I don't, I don't feel like it belongs on a hosting site. Uh, that's meant for things that should draw people in. You know, things can be Strava segments too, and it's super fun to chase the local Strava segments. But it's there should be a difference between Strava segments and FKTs, in in my opinion. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. But it's tricky on my end because I'm I actually the person processing all the routes right now. Peter's processing the FKTs, and I'm the one who establishes all the routes. And you don't really want to be the breaker of people's hopes and dreams. It's really not a good job to have. I'm I'm the opposite. I might like to encourage people. But like you just said, Jason, it's a high quality site. It's essentially a bucket list. And so we kind of keep it groovy in that sense. But looking at what you two have done, your most recent one is the Lava Beds <laughs> National Monument Traverse. It's like, okay, that's a little different, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about that one. That one was super fun. Um, it has, it was all Jason's idea, I think. And, but it has a little bit of, of everything in it from bushwhacking to caves. Like you get to wander through some caves um, to just flat out running through sand. <laughs> but it's it's super cool because you get to experience the entire national monument. Right. And uh, Jason and I corresponded briefly on this. You're going in and out of caves and you two actually both went back after doing it the first time. And I think scouting helps. A lot of times I get stuff comes in and I and it's a little wonky, you know, some dead ends and some wrong turns. And I say, why don't you just practice it? <laughs> Why don't you just work it out and you know, project the route and then get it dialed and then submit it? And so I, I appreciate it when you did that, when you went out there and you worked on a good route. Yeah, it took some time. I mean, the caves there, like, I mean, lava beds is worth visiting just for the caves. You can spend, if you did all the cave systems, I think it's like the most number of miles of caves anywhere in the nation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me on that if I'm wrong. Um, but we had to pick the, the, the craft of this one was how do we pick something that's not too extreme that like somebody comes and gets like stuck in a tiny like hole or gets lost and has to be rescued, but also not just like the easy caves where it's like, okay, it's, you know, has lighting systems running through it and you don't even have to bend over, you just run through. So we tried to pick the longest point to point set of caves that we could uh, interconnect that were sort of a moderate level. So it's like, okay, you're getting a good caving experience and you're spending, you're spending over a mile underground, um, which I think is pretty unique. Um, at least I don't know of another FKT where you're in that much cave. <laughs> a mile underground is a long time. <laughs> it is broken up. You do pop up and then go over to a different cave system. But yeah, it's it, it adds up to a bit over a mile. Wow. Wow. That sounds really good. I'd like to do that. Now, Ashley, you have uh, did the Lost Coast Trail. I don't think Jason did. You guys just went and did yeah, your own thing so that time? Actually, one of the really cool things about our partnership is that we are able to kind of support each other um, 
whenever we need it. So the Lost Coast was something that was on my list for a really long time. Like I backpacked it years ago, the whole thing. And ever since then, it was just, it was always on my mind. I'm like, I want to run the whole thing. I wonder if I could do the whole thing. And I think it's about 57 miles, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, so I actually, I backpacked the whole John Muir Trail. And six days later, I went to the Lost Coast. And Jason actually came along with me because it's a point to point. Um, so he acted as my pickup, my drop off and my pickup, um, at the end. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, we, we do those kinds of things for each other, um, on the FKTs a lot of times, like, especially if it's a point to point or we'll figure out some way where we'll like leave one vehicle at the end and we'll drive to the start and then, you know, start at different times or something like that. Um, but yeah, the lost coast, um, that's probably one of my favorite FKTs that I've ever done. I, my heart kind of just really lies in that area anyway. It's close to the place where I grew up and I used to go camping there as a kid. Um, so that one was like, it, it was, it was pretty amazing. Wow. I should have had Jason as a partner. I showed up at Lost Coast Trail the day after it was declared a uh, national monument, literally that day. But, I looked in the shuttle system that you could hire a shuttle, but I said, oh man, I can't, I can't handle logistics. So I just did a section, make the Northern section of it, but you did the complete thing because you had the shuttle. This, I love this. It's yeah, a good partnership story. For something like that. I mean, there is a shuttle that you can on the last coast that you can take from the very end, which is USAL. Um, it's USAL is the campground that's there. Um, but honestly, it's, it's really expensive. And, um, when I backpacked the whole thing, I I looked into doing that, but, um, it just makes more sense to have somebody help and, and shuttle you. Right. I just don't think people like me well enough to do it. That's why I've never been able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do the loops like Jason, uh, Jason went in after my own heart here, Boulder Mail Trail. Well, that's one way. Fish and Owl Loop, Little Death Hollow Wolverine. So you're out there in the Escalante country, Jason. That's, uh, boy, that's that's right pickings there, isn't it? Right pickings, super beautiful, classic routes, amazing experiences, um, enough exposure that it can get a little heady on some of the routes because um, you're out there on the sandstone. And then other times you're in slot canyons that you can touch other side of, either side of and they go up above you hundreds of feet. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique experience. Every one of those routes out there, and I'm sure there's tons that I don't even know about yet, um, totally worthy experiences. Almost hard to go fast in because they're just so beautiful. Right. They're just jaw dropping. I I mean, I did Little Death Hollow and I literally was giggling for like five miles as I was in the narrow section. Just like, this is amazing. (laughs) I just couldn't even focus. Right. But then you do have to focus because there's (laughs) massive poison ivy sections there. Luckily, actually, this ties into part of the reason I never went back to attempt the Lost Coast. It has poison oak and I get horrible reactions to poison oak. Um, but I did come into contact with poison ivy and it got itchy, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything like poison oak for, for my body and my reaction. Like poison oak destroys me. 
Um, <laughs> wow. So it's like that route's just off limits. Like, yeah, it's, just it's pretty no possibility. <laughs> right. You can, you can, yeah, you, so you're, you're good at uh, handling going over Mount Rainier in the middle of the night by yourself, but Poison Oak, forget about it. <laughs> Oh, done. Over. That and bugs. Bugs, too. If it's a place that has a lot of bugs, I'm out. Like, done. Can't handle gotcha. it. Well, stay out west. That'll be helpful. Uh, this, of course, I, you and I mentioned together that I did Death Hollow. Not, it's a little different than a Little Death Hollow. And I wore tights. I did it on a hot day, but I, it's the poison ivy was so intense. I, I did it twice. The second time I went, you wear tights just so I could move with a little more confidence. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... Probably the next time I come in contact with poison ivy, I'll bet you that my reaction will be bad and I'll need a solution like that. And I think that's kind of one of the unique things of these mm -hmm. FKTs is you have to problem solve these solutions for yourself because oftentimes it's not like a pre-made race course where, you know, maybe they'll clear some of that stuff out of the way if they're a good race director. Um, it, you're you're going to go plowing through whatever happens to be on the course. And so you've got to kind of know yourself and know your route Otherwise, bad things can happen, and I've definitely had my share, my fair share right. of learning the hard way. <laughs> well, something that Peter and I do here is those compression socks. You know, the socks that come up all through your calf. So when Peter and I are doing the flat irons, uh, uh, big days in the flat irons, we'll put on compression socks that go over your calf for that very purpose. I think I might have to uh, ask you for a link to order some of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, how did this was a real helpful another aspect of being the couple there besides the shuttle, which is a big deal, is during the pandemic, well, heck, you guys could you know, shelter in place or you were a household. So you had someone to talk to, someone to do things with. So that must have been very helpful to have a partner in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it definitely helps when it comes to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of lonely people out there who are kind of stuck at home alone. And we, we didn't have to do that. Um, and we were really fortunate that a lot of, you know, we were still doing some FKTs during all of the shutdowns and, you know, we had pretty easy access to trails that were still open. So we were really fortunate with that. Good. Right. Europe was tight. Uh, well, different. It was country by country, but Spain, Andorra, Italy, and France were really shut down, while Germany, Sweden, and so forth stayed largely open. So it was kind of country by country. And state by state. I think Washington was really shut down, too. Mm -hmm. Well, we have not received any FKTs in the classic routes because you couldn't get a permit. So the AT, the PCT, mm -hmm. rim to rim to rim. We've got nothing happening on that because you couldn't. Instead, we've received a deluge of really interesting things. We had someone on the podcast a few weeks ago from Connecticut, and then more recently, uh, Belgium and France. Now, you folks from mainly based in Oregon. But wait a minute, Oregon, I'm looking at this list here, and Oregon's barely on it. You guys have been getting out. So it looks like, Jason, you just had a big uh, session down there in the Escalante country with four routes coming out of uh, the Escalante country. And before that, you, it looks like you were projecting Red Rocks, which is uh, known as a great climbing destination outside of Las, Wages, Las Vegas. And so you did a bunch of routes in Red Rocks. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so the Red Rocks have like we were already down there when everything started getting crazy, and it's like okay, we're already here, so we'll just self-contain and not like limit like basically go to the go to the store one more time and load everything up so we don't have to go back and then just stay in the van and keep like it's there's no added advantage to like just okay we're going to drive home we have to touch the same number of gas pumps to get home whether we stay and climb a few more routes and project out some stuff so we decided might as well stay finish the projects and then drive back um but yeah, those were two amazing experiences, both Utah and Red Rocks. Um, just amazing areas with some like mixed scrambling um, plus running routes. Um, yeah, both of those. I cannot encourage people enough to try those out once everything is safe for, for traveling again. Red Rocks is surprising because there it is right outside of Las Vegas. I mean, you go right out Charleston Avenue right from the Strip go past the whole foods market and then boom, there you are. You're gone. You're out of it. And it's really good quality. It's known for climbing. But like you say, Jason, people weren't noticing the high quality scrambling. People would do the, the climb routes, but they wouldn't do the summits necessarily. And the summits were very good. I agree. The summits are great. It's fun. It's fun because a lot of the routes put up there kind of offer your own sort of a choose your own adventure style. Um, to go tag the summit. So if you can, if you can solo up five, six, then solo up five, six to get to the summit, if you think it's faster or take a class four, easy class five, like mixed scramble route, if that's faster for you. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of a unique playground in that way. Ashley mentioned the Lost Coast Trails being one of her favorite FKTs. What about you? Anything? I'm looking at this list of probably you on for hours on this, but is there anything that really jumps out at you right now, Jason? Um, I mean, there's obviously the, the two from last year, the uh, Cascade trifecta tackling those mountains where I grew up was super amazing. The Rainier infinity loop was insane, but more recently I would say the, the red rocks quad in um, red rocks. The, it was a route established by Chris Gorney, a local there that is kind of well-known and, and regarded and he, he willingly helped me out with some beta and said, yeah, try these things, do it this way. And I happened to catch a lucky uh, time of year where the water was flowing in the washes and the creeks. So I was able to do it unsupported, which was kind of a unique uh, way to be able to pull it off because normally it's so dry that you'd have to uh, cache water along the way. Um, so yeah, that one was super awesome. I really enjoyed the Boulder Mail Trail um, when I did that. Uh, just fun to sort of see that telegraph line um, throughout the route and like that connection to history. Um, and other than that, uh, I really enjoyed hitting my my local mountain, the mountain I guide on, Mount Shasta, and breaking the duathlon record from town. So you bike up the highway to the trailhead and then you summit the mountain. Um, and that one was pretty cool in that when I did it, it was February and the top end of the mountain was storming and i basically froze my beard and gave myself like some minor minor frostbite um but managed to still beat the record <laughs> uh, yeah, so, good. yeah shasta with those huge volcanoes how so how did you manage the shuttle because boulder mail trail obviously you end up in well depending which way you go in either boulder or escalante how did you get back to the start well in that case uh since 
Ashley was actually <laughs> hiking the trail that day. Um, the way we solved the problem, I didn't reverse it. I did it the same way, but I just stashed my road bike that I had with me at the finish in a tent, set a tent up and then stashed the road bike in the tent. Um, and then biked that beautiful section of highway. Um, I, I think it's potentially one of the most beautiful sections of highway right. in the entire United States. Um, it's in the rankings, I would say, uh, from Escalante up to Boulder. Um, and yeah, so got to got two amazing experiences for the price of one. Wow, this is good. This is good to hear. And then you got that's that that route's got vert on it. I mean, that, that's a big hill climbing back up. Uh, to Hell's Backbone, and then you drove back and picked up Ashley. Wow, this is a good story. So I, I just want to say the reason Jason was there in Utah was because of me. <laughs> um, okay. I actually, my my good friend and I, who we do a lot of backpacking together, um, we're heading out that way for a backpacking trip. She had a a permit that didn't get canceled, um, and so we were heading out that way and invited Jason along and. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I was the, acting, how we ended up in I was the acting shuttle. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed, he was, he was, he picked us up at the end of our backpacking trip. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. This is working out extremely well. The dynamic duo in action. So Ashley, here's a question for you while Jason is sitting right here. Jason has a very high stoke factor. That's what we call it. This is a technical term, you know. Oh, yeah. And you might not be aware that stoke factor has a lot of meaning. So do you ever, I mean, how does this work? I mean, do you ever kind of go, oh, whoa, dude, hold on to your horses? Or, I mean, is it all just great? You can draft his energy? I mean, how does this work out in a, in a relationship? Um, so... Honestly, at when I first met him, I was like a little overwhelmed by the stoke. Um, I mean, he's just he, he's so full of energy and so full of enthusiasm for life. And it's it is actually I mean, it's easy to kind of ride along with that. And one of the things is like I'm a pretty playful person, but Jason really brings out the silliness in me. Um, and so it just, it works. Um, I, at least I think so. Well, Jason, that's, uh, you were just right there keeping your quiet during this personal question. How about you on your end? I mean, do you ever feel like just tearing it up and just saying, screw everything and getting in your Toyota Corolla and just driving around the country for the rest of your life? Or how does it feel to you? <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like in a way that's kind of kind of the life I've already been living. Um, but <laughs> uh, no, it's awesome. It's awesome that we can be highly motivated people that are willing to sort of design our lifestyle around a shared goal. And it was cool to find someone. And I mean, I I definitely intentionally took my time because uh, among my my fears was like becoming attached to a significant other that basically all they wanted to do was put the brakes on my passions. Mm, mm -hmm. um, Cause I knew, I, I know I'm a passion driven person. That's how I keep my, my mental sanity. And so if I'd gotten paired with a person, if I'd let myself pair with a person who was like, well, you're cute. So I guess I'll you know pair up with you. Um, and all they wanted to do was be like, no, you can't do that. You need to settle down and do these things and make these smart decisions. Um, like, I don't think that would have been healthy for me. And so it's super cool to have found Ashley where she's stoked about what I'm doing and wants to do the same stuff. And so the only problem solving we have to do is, well, 
how do we make sure both of us get to do awesome stuff? <laughs> Excellent. And Ashley, you're chuckling there. So I'm looking forward to your re response. Oh, well, we also have to kind of like, so if, if I have an idea for a new route for an FKT, I have to be like, Jason, you can't do this one until I do it. Like, <laughs> we have to like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy to support him in something that he's so passionate about. And I think that's the way it should be. And like, I've been his support crew for those that like the, um, Oregon's five highest where he needed a support crew. Um, I was happy to, to be there the entire time. I did so much driving, <laughs> um, for that one, but like I, he'd do the same for me. This is wonderful. What a great conversation. I imagine everyone else is listening to this going, wow, wish I had a relationship like that. Is there any, uh, downers here that you care to divulge or should we just keep that off the air? I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> well, when we're, when we're traveling for a long time, I, I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of dirt bag <laughs> and you just start to stink. So there's that, <laughs> but I think, I, I think there's no, I haven't found a downside yet. Wow. Excellent. This is terrific news. We need good news right now, by the way, we're recording this on uh, June 2nd. I always announce that now because, you know, things change so fast right now. So it's great to get such good news here. What advice for, let's say couples, we're going to ask what you do next in a minute, but do you have any th other thoughts for couples? Because your two are shedding, setting an excellent example from what I'm hearing. It's tough. It's tough to give advice to couples that are already couples because there are already two unique people that are like trying to make it work. Um, but if someone's in a place where they're like mm. kind of reached a part of their life where they're looking for what they want in a significant other and a partner, I think placing a high value on finding someone who's really interested in the same sort of end of life goals and the same sort of intermediate goals along the way, like that you can tell that they genuinely get excited about the same stuff as you. I think that goes a long ways toward being able to have a relationship that promotes those things instead of takes away from them. Um, if you put that at the forefront of how you go about looking for a relationship, mm -hmm. then it's really easy to make that relationship work well once you're in it. If you choose someone that's like interested in totally different stuff and would rather have you not doing the things you're passionate about because it's inconvenient to them, then it's going to be really hard to like ever make that sync up. Um, so I think that then you're asking, you're asking the question too late at that point. Yeah. In, in a way, you're asking it too late. And I'm not qualified mm -hmm. to help you in that situation. Well, also just, just that, I mean, supporting each other. I mean, even if you have different, different interests, support each other. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, like find stoke for what the other person is doing um, because that's really what it's all about. And, you know, even if I wasn't into FKTs, I would still support Jason in doing his FKTs because um, that's just kind of how I think a relationship should work. Excellent. That's terrific. And Ashley, I want, uh, before we close up here, um, I want to ask you about your podcast because you've, like you said, you've mm -hmm. shifted gears completely here. You've launched this mm -hmm. other career. So what do you want to do? What, there's a million podcasts. What, else, what do you want to do special with this? 
So I actually, when I spent the last like year or so trying to figure out how I could build a community of women who could support each other and learn from each other and, um, you know, to kind of get out and do these cool things that I'm lucky enough to do. Um, and so the, the ultimate goal with a, the podcast is to kind of create a community of women and then be able to design like retreats or classes, um, things like that, where, you know, I would, I'd like to have retreats where I could get groups of women together to have like intro to backpacking, self-defense classes, yoga, you know, like um, intro to mountaineering, those kinds of things, just so that I can get more women to kind of start learning the basics of these things. Because I think there's a real lack of um, women in these sports and having an all women retreat is something that like I've participated in myself and it's life-changing and it really opens your eyes and you can kind of really be yourself. And that's really what I want to do. Um, the podcast, which I really love doing, I'm meeting all these amazing women. Um, and like, I think I'm getting a lot of feedback where, you know, people are feeling inspired by it and not just women, like men too. It's, it's definitely geared towards women, but I'm having a lot of men reach out to me and kind of say, Hey, like there's some cool stuff in this. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've got going on with that. And then of course I have the blog as well, which I just started. There's not a lot of content on there, but, um, I, you know, I want to kind of put as many resources out there as possible. Great. Well, we again, listeners, check out the show notes. We will have links to Ashley's blog and podcast in the written show notes. And my always last question is, what's next? Now, sometimes people hum and haw, but my guess is you two, it's like you got this giant list of what's next. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny about us is that we don't actually plan a lot of things out. Um, really? We just kind of... Yeah, you just fire we just kind of go. Just do it. Yeah, nice. Well, we always we say it's funny because we both say you know when we're we're training we're always running we're always working out and we're we're training for life because we never really know what we're going to get into next. Um, but I think you know we have plans. I have a project that I'm going to work on over the summer, um, which is hopefully going to be accepted as an FKT. Um, that's about all the details I'm going to give on that one. Right. You don't want um, any of these listeners to go bag it before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. Good, good strategy. Um, good strategy, Ashley. For me, I'll say I'm, I'm spending a bit more time on the bike. So if you hold an FKT that involves riding a bike, you can get a little bit worried. Um, and <laughs> uh, other than that, I have uh, a little project I'm doing that relates back to one of my favorite routes from last year. And all I'll say to drop a hint for that is Trifinity. Uh, oh, okay. You got, you, you got the name, <laughs> you got the name. So people can kind of scan their brain and try to figure this out based on the name. I like it. 
Trifinity. Trifinity. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good. You two are showing excellent experience here, but you don't want to spill the beans right now because uh, you know what? Elliot Kipchoge come and take your FKT before you can do it, right? <laughs> I don't think yeah, he don't has mountaineering experience. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> right. He's probably not going to want to go over Mount Rainier twice by himself alone at night. So you're probably your your project is probably safe. Good work, folks. I really appreciate this. This is a fun conversation. It has been fun. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. This has been this has been great. I want to uh, remind our listeners to, if you haven't already, subscribe. And if you haven't already, please click the five stars on the rating system because that gives it a boost so other people can find out about this. And I'm going to also suggest to go onto the website and donate because no one's getting paid. We're processing literally, literally 15 FKTs per day. And so the only thing we got going here is support from people who are listening and people who are doing this. So if you feel like kicking in, please do. And uh, you two, I think we're going to talk again pretty soon, aren't we? It's a, it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Keep up the good work. And I look forward to staying in touch. All right. Thanks so much, Thanks, Buzz. Buzz.